As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Peakmail, and I'm joined by my intangible co-host Tempest. Hi, bud. Hi. It's COVID <laughs> Tempest now. It's COVID Tempest. That is your I, your I, new name. Yeah, I would say, uh, like you know, I watched Loki. I enjoyed that show. Every time mm -hmm. that uh, there's a slightly new gimmick, I'm just like, oh, that's my different variant. But I don't like <laughs> using that word to describe this one. Nope, nope, it's bad. It's, yeah. nope. Let's let's let let's stay away from that. But it's good you made it home. That's good. That's that's step one. You know. Yeah. That's always positive. Yeah. I had a very long day of travel and everything yesterday. So mm -hmm. I was pretty much spent by the time SmackDown started. And then I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what was the worst part of my week. Mm -hmm. Whether it was the, the life-threatening virus or if it was this show. But we'll hey, man. To it. I didn't hate it this week. I thought SmackDown was okay. All right. We'll disagree <laughs> on things I'm, I'm sure we'll I'm disagree. Sure. <laughs> <sighs> um, but anyway, um, yeah. Aside from you know all the terribleness that's that's been going on, you got any more plans to no. do anything? No, no. no I'm stuck I in this room. I'm yeah. stuck in this room and I have nothing to do anyway because the entire province here is beginning its lockdown again because mm -hmm. we still can't figure this thing out two years yeah. later. I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done. I don't want to. I don't want to anymore. Yeah. I just wanted to be able to go to a hockey game and I couldn't. Because they had mm -hmm. to play the game with no fans. <sighs> yep. Yeah, no plans. I have no plans ever again, it seems. Okay. Yeah. Are you <laughs> what what are you going to get up to then, Tempest? What are you what are you gonna do while you're stuck in that room? What are you, um, what are you gonna be doing with your life? You know? 
uh, probably watching wrestling. Got to be, nice. gotta be real. <laughs> got to be real. I mean, it's me. Hey, well, what else am I going to do? But no, also, also, I made a brilliant discovery over the last week. That oh, did you? Greatly improved my mood. Mm. I doubt that you've ever heard of this game, but there's an old arcade machine called Mappy. And I okay. love Mappy. It's like okay. the one arcade game that I've ever been good at. It's like, mm-hmm. it's by Namco, you know, the same people that do Pac Man and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I made the discovery this past week that you can buy Mappy on the Nintendo Switch store. Oh. And I have been playing a lot of <laughs> Mappy last week. <laughs> and genuinely, it has improved my mood quite a bit, so I'll probably mm-hmm. play a lot more Mappy this weekend. Nice, <laughs> such That's... a fun little game. What do you what, what do you do in Mappy? What's the What's the purpose? How does it work? So, so in Mappy, you're this you're a little mouse cop. You're a police officer, okay? All right. And you're a little you're a little mouse, and you're chasing after a bunch of cat burglars. Mm. Aha! And yeah, then you can, got yeah. you got like a a, a little stage. It's probably like three platforms wide. Mm-hmm. And there's little trampolines at the bottom, right? Between each of the platforms. And these platforms are then stacked up probably about five high. And there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of stolen goods spread out across this level. Right. And so you got, you got like a TV over here. You got a safe, you got a painting, you got a radio or something, you know, there's like five, maybe six, doubled so there's two of six different things i think okay you got to go around the level and pick up all the stolen goods while the cats chase you and try and kill you right but there's also like ways that you can get more points like if you open a door it'll open like a shock wave that'll take all of the cats away if it's on the same Mm -hmm. little tier as them and you get more points that way but of course the further you get into the game the faster the cats are chasing you the more cats that they add to the game the Mm -hmm. harder the level is to navigate because there there will be like dead ends and and things that you can't you can go one way but you can't cross back over and -hmm. stuff like that it's really really fun it's the only arcade game that i'm actually good at like we had a little, uh, not an arcade, but it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's kind of thing. You know, like an adult Chuck E. Cheese sort of mm-hmm. thing here in Toronto. Gotcha. And uh, at one point, I figured out that they had like a mappy machine. Like a, they had like a stand-up Pac-Man thing with like five or six games. It probably had like Galaga and stuff on it too. Mm-hmm. And I looked and I saw that it had mappy and I went, <gasps> hang on everybody, I gotta do a thing. <laughs> And I sat there, and like twenty minutes later, I was like, "All right, got the high score. I'm 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 good to go." Like, <laughs> instantly, you know, like first or second try, I was just like, "Boom, done. All right, I'm I'm happy. I put my little initials in there, and I can I yeah. can leave." But it's the one game that I'm good at, and every time that I've been playing this game on the, on my Switch, I'm just like, "I got to beat my own high score." And now mm-hmm. it's in my head, and it's what I see when I go to sleep. I hear the music <laughs> all the time. My life is mappy now. Amazing. What a what, what a great time. Um, but something that is maybe it's not as good as mappy. Let's be real. I was gonna say something that's maybe as good as mappy. It's not. Is this whole WWE and impact crossover that's happening? Hot damn. Mickey James, the current knockouts world champion, is in the Royal Rumble this year. That's wild. 
we're going to talk about all the things that happened on this show. Leading with that, let's talk about it. Impact Wrestling to WWE confirm? What? What? Working relationship? What the hell is going on with wrestling these days? Welcome to the Rest Stop Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I am Chopper Picoel. I'm joined by my intangible co-host Tempest. And uh, get in your old chats at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support because I've seen a lot of people have a lot of opinions about this. Um about this uh, announcement on SmackDown, which we'll talk about now. Get this in at rustalk.com forward slash support. Uh, which was uh, a segment uh, with Charlotte Flair, who came out to the ring on SmackDown and said that she was going to enter herself into the Rumble uh, so she can handpick her opponent for WrestleMania. And I'm sure that's got nothing to do with any of her challenges leaving the company. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but she also threw to a video package and then announced 18... 18- of the competitors in the 30 women Royal Rumble match. So 18 out of 30 have now been revealed. I'll go through them all in order, and then we'll talk about one of them in particular. So we got announced in this little video package, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., The Bella Twins, coming back, both of them, Shotzi, Natalia, Michelle McCool, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Current Impact Knockouts World Champion Mickey James. What? What? We'll go through the rest of them. Tamina, Kelly Kelly, Aaliyah, Summer Ray, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, and Lita. <coughs> so those are oh, all Lita. the people. Lita's great. So those are all the people that got announced uh, to be part of the Women's Royal Rumble match for this year. And Mickey James being announced is not necessarily a huge deal. It is a bit because she currently works for another promotion and stuff. The thing that really got me is that not only is she the current Impact Knockouts World Champion, as of right now, because she's defending the belt today, later against Diona Perazzo, um, but the, the fact that WWE actually mentioned that on commentary, they were like, current Impact Knockouts World Champion, Mickey James. Wow. And then on social media, they were like, current Impact Knockouts World Champion, Mickey James, will be part of the Royal Rumble. And everyone's like, you're acknowledging another company? Who are you? What happened to WWE not acknowledging that this company existed for two decades? Like, what the hell's going on? So now people have cut, now it's come to, to light that WWE have made a deal with Impact and Mickey James. She'll be appearing as part of the Rumble. What the hell's going on, Tempest? What do you make of this whole thing? I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts. Obviously, this is all being done because WWE got to January and went, whoops, we fired our entire women's roster. Mm. Uh, what to do? I guess we can't put, like, Amari Miller in the Royal Rumble because I don't think that'll be a big pop for an entrance. But I don't know. I don't I don't see this as like the start of some big partnership. I don't think that's going to happen. I would not be surprised if Mickey James loses the Impact Knockouts title today and then they never mention Impact again. They'll never mention that again. She won't be on WWE TV. She'll just be in the Royal Rumble. They'll be like, hey, it's Mickey James. She'll get thrown out in a couple minutes and then that'll be it. They'll never mention Impact again. I would not 
be surprised about that whatsoever. If I'm wrong, and this is like if they start doing some crossover stuff, I will be like totally mind blown because that's so the opposite of what we've come to expect from from WWE really ever, but certainly as of late. And I don't know. I could see more people from Impact showing up. I could also not. I think it's going to be, and this, again, is my feelings clashing with how WWE does business, but how much would it be, like, totally unexpected and awesome if you got people like Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo showing up? Like, yes. that would blow my mind. That would be so Oh, cool. that would be the coolest thing ever. But I don't, I don't expect that to happen whatsoever. I could see, like, I don't know, the inspiration showing up, the former Iconics, like if Peyton mm-hmm. Roy showed up in the Royal Rumble, I wouldn't be that surprised. I don't know that any of that's going to happen, but you know what I mean? Like they, they will care about the former WWE people and that will be like, ooh, it's, it's freaking Kevin Dunn in the back being like, no one will ever remember Jack Briscoe. He didn't work here, you know, stuff like that. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that the WWE's brass would look at Jordan Grace or Deanna Prazo and be like, "No one would ever know who they are." I'm still surprised that AJ Styles showed up in the in the Royal Rumble and they treated mm-hmm. him like people knew who he was. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, different ways that WWE could do this. I expect Mickey James to kind. Of, I expect the, the Impact references to kind of go away after a little bit but i know mm-hmm. why this is happening it's because they're desperate and they have no one to fill the royal rumble this year so they did this and it's really different it's really mm-hmm. different i'm i'm i don't even know if i'd say cop uh cautiously optimally off optimistic uh-huh. uh, words are hard S- some words in there somewhere yeah. yeah cautiously optimistic you know but it's something different it's something that's neat for this year and at least we get something to talk about on a podcast so it's cool yeah, that's true. Um, as, as a grand total, by the way, for anyone that's keeping count, a grand total of currently active women that WWE have across Raw and SmackDown, including champions, uh, is 21 women total. So they don't have enough by nine to fill out a, a rumble at all. Um, and that's including the champions and stuff like that. So, And not including people that are already in another match. Like, you know, Beth Phoenix is listed as a currently active woman, mm-hmm. but she's going to be busy, you know? Um, so there's all of that. Uh, there's also the other side of this that I've seen people talking about is, of course, the manner in which Mickey James was released from WWE because there was a very uh, an incident that blew up on social media particularly where her belongings were sent to her in a trash bag, which is not very nice. Um, and obviously the person that was responsible for that reportedly has now been let go from WWE and she's received apologies from higher ups in WWE, according to her. Um, so I've seen Mark a lot Carano of people being like, was that yeah, person? Mark Carano, basically. Um, so I've seen a lot of people being like, after everything that they put through, why is she gone back? Uh, I don't blame her at all for going back uh, for this one. Cause it's a Royal rumble uh, two, because the person who's responsible has now been let go and she's received an apology from the company. I, st- I think they're still probably on, decently good terms um is is what i would say uh so i i'm not super surprised about mickey james going back because she is still very much a very well-known name in wwe circles you know she's like a, a hall of fame level talent that they have so i don't think it's all that surprising that they wanted to get her back for the rumble it's a big name to be like more people in the rumble you know that'd be my perspective anyway 
Yeah, my my perspective, like I I have my my angry wrestling fan thoughts, and then I have like my rational brain thoughts. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, well, this is a business, and it yeah. I would not imagine that WWE goes directly to Mickey James in a situation like this. They probably call up Impact and say, hey, we want the former WWE people. Let's make this happen. And then Mickey James probably doesn't want to rock the boat with WWE and Impact or with Impact in general because that's where she's working now. Mm-hmm. You know, so. She'll she'll do whatever. I'm sure if she objected to it, she she wouldn't do it. But yeah. at the same time, I think this is a situation where you can just go and have a, a payday and that'll that'll be it. It is a business. Yeah. That's fine. At the same time, this is the angry wrestling fan part of my brain speaking. And I'll let mm-hmm. this out before getting back to the rational brain. I'm tired of WWE treating people like garbage and them going back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would like, I feel like we're getting to a point where it's happened to enough people, especially over the last few years, like 180 people have been fired or something like that. Some crazy. I would like it if at some point, some of those people, and I'm sure they do, but I would like when this sort of thing happens for them to be no F you, you know? And again, that's the the not rational part of my brain because again, this is a business. Mm-hmm. This is a business, and I understand that. I would just like the person who is who is kicked in the ass on the way out the door to kick them in the ass back one time. But again, yep. what what can you do? It's a business, and I understand that, and it's fine. You know, it's fine. But I don't think we're gonna see like Maria Canellis in the Royal Rumble or anything. No, you know what I mean. No, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd Love be Maria. very surprised uh, if that does happen. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was all cool. You know, again, yeah. it's a, it's a business, and yeah. it's the same reason that, like, I don't let myself get super upset when, like, Kevin Owens uh, resigns with WWE, right? Mm. You know, because it's like it's a business, and I, yeah, I understand that, you know. But the, the actual human part of my brain that, that also thinks that Walmart and Amazon are terrible places wants the big evil corporation to, to get theirs, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 100%. Um, but uh, just quickly about the rest of the segment, about this little video package as a whole, we might as well talk about the rest of it now. We've talked spoken about the, the Mickey bit in particular. Um, but... This reveal of all the other people. So now we know 18 out of the 30 um, competitors, including seven that would have been surprise returns, right? Because mm-hmm. you got both the Bella twins, Michelle McCool, um, obviously Mickey James, Kelly Kelly, Summer Ray, Lita. Lita. Uh, so there's a lot of people that would have been surprises in the Rumble. Now I understand announcing Mickey James ahead of time. Because that's something that's going to generate buzz. That's, mm-hmm. that, I mean, a lot of people are talking about. It. We're talking about it right now. You know, that's something that gets people going. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to tune into the rumble to see what happens, kind of thing. I personally do not understand announcing the rest of these surprise returns because not then they're whatsoever. not surprise returns. Uh, that's sort of the point of a rumble. That's like the actual draw because the actual match itself of the rumble is really, when you break it down, not that exciting. It's a bunch of people going. 
ah, and then they kind of like hold each other for a bit over the rope, and then someone's just kind of like lying down for a bit, and people self rage. It's not actually that exciting. What the appeal of a rumble is you get the countdown, you get the I don't know who's coming out next, and the eh, and then the music hits, you go, ah, it's this person, yay! And then it gets down to the end, and there's big, you know, implications for WrestleMania. That's the appeal of the Royal Rumble. So I feel like announcing this many surprise returns ahead of time just defeats the point right and i know there's a lot of slots left there's still 12 people that we don't know are going to be in the rumble i don't think all of them are going to be surprises but it's just why announce any of them you know i understand mickey ahead of time you got the whole impact thing but everyone else just what why you got to do with that i don't know yeah yeah and it's weird because i think it greatly detracts from what you're trying to do here mm-hmm. you know what i mean like I don't think remotely the same number of people give a, a damn when Michelle McCool comes out now. Yeah. As like, as, at least if it was a surprise, you seem to be like, oh, it's Michelle McCool. That's interesting. But everybody knows it's coming now. And Michelle McCool is going to come out and they'll probably be like, yeah, it's Michelle Yay, McCool. We knew, Michelle we knew McCool. this was coming. You know, yep. WWE just has such a desire to spoil the Royal Rumble. For themselves like you remember last year when they were like we're gonna reveal who the number 30 entrant in the men's royal rumble is and everyone was like no please don't that that please do not do that we do yeah. not want that but they're yeah. like oh no okay fine we'll spoil it in the women's royal rumble and everyone went well fine great <laughs> i guess like whatever but like i don't know they don't seem to get the idea of the royal rumble which is weird because it's like their greatest creation so yeah I don't know. Sure is. I would have kept all of these a a secret, really. I mean, again, the impact one, I understand. If if more impact people are in the Royal Rumble, I think, you know, this is like, oh, you wet the appetite a little bit, and then there's more, and those ones can be the surprises. But if they go up next week and there's like, and Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay, and and whoever, and whoever, and whoever, then I'll be like, well, there goes that idea. But again, I'll wait and see. Yeah, well, uh, I guess we'll let it play out right tempest that's what we do quite often we always let it play out Um, no i don't want to either um but it definitely got us talking so that's a that's a good part of it Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, but let's see what you guys think. Um, send in your ultra chats to uh, wrestletalk.com forward slash support if you have any thoughts and feelings about anything to do with all of this, any of the women's stuff, any of the SmackDown or Rampage. And we'll read all the ones that are five bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Ten Ruzza says, uh, WWE could just do a rumble of all the released talent. Uh, this will be a. Uh, <laughs> this will be... Do a bunch of rumbles with the yeah. released talent. No, they sure could. Uh, this will be a one and done for Mickey, but will be trippy to see the title on the Rumble. I don't think that we will. Even if she's I... just, even if she's still the champion, she won't come out with it. Nope. I don't, I don't think, think so. Uh, also, a surprise entrance, not a thing anymore. Uh, Tempest, how did you enjoy the musicless New Japan versus Noah show? I'll be honest, I have not seen anything New Japan <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. I've been yep. quarantining. I watched nine Pixar movies on Tuesday. <laughs> But just on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I was I was otherwise occupied. Right. Important question, Tempest. Which ones? Uh watched Incredibles One, Incredibles Two. Nice. nice. Um Monsters Inc., Monster U- University, mm-hmm. Toy Story One, Two, Three, and Four. And then um what was the last one i there was one more at the end because i know i watched encanto but i don't think that's Mm -hmm. pixar i think that's regular disney um although i could be wrong it might encanto might have been the last one is encanto pixar chat help me is encanto pixar i'm looking it up encanto blah 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 blah. and i think it's just disney i think i think it's just disney interesting just disney what was the last one that I watched? I don't know. And believe me, that was a very lovely way to spend the day. Mm. Like, it was just easy. You just keep putting on Pixar movies. Like, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. But 
if I think about the last one, I'll 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 get back around to it because I know I watched nine. A very sp- Wally. That was the last one. Wally. I was literally wow. I was going to keep reading ultra chats and then just come back with different Pixar suggestions. Aerodactyl. <laughs> literally. Oh man. Um. All right. Uh, Matthew Robinson said, uh, "Wow, where will they put uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock match since both have a match at the Royal Rumble? I'm waiting for WWE to come up with another Saudi show to do this before the Rumble, so we can kill all build up to the Rumble. Never underestimate WWE." Well, there's reports that the next Saudi show is going to be on February 19th, so it would be after the Rumble, um, and that's where I think they might have Lesnar Reigns, or maybe they might save it till Mania. I don't know. They probably care more about the Saudi show, so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Also, Canto Encanto is not Pixar. It's from the people who did Coco and Frozen. Coco is Pixar. Coco, Coco is Pixar. Yeah. Just yeah. wanted to point that out. Yeah. And Coco, Coco. is a fantastic movie. <laughs> My God, Coco is so good. That that movie makes me cry every time. Every yeah, time. I'll sad God damn it, it, it's good. Yeah, Santo makes a cameo. It's so basically cool. a wrestling movie. <laughs> yeah. um, Colby Dennis said, uh, at this point, WWE would benefit from dropping the brand split and just having the WWE title, Intercontinental Tag, and women's matches uh, would feel more credible with the talent spread out over five hours on TV. I mean, in theory, you're correct. In theory, communism works. <laughs> and i don't think yes having less titles would make the other titles feel more credible but i also don't think that they would ever just stop beating the number one contenders for these titles as we saw on this show hmm. we'll get to it hmm. yep we'll get to that um we got one here from Brushborn that says, do you think WWE adding Mickey James into this year's Royal Rumble is their way of apologizing for the way she was released? Or is it because WWE has starved themselves of strong female talent due to all the releases last year? Feel better soon, Tempest. Uh, I you. think it's the latter. I very much think it's the latter. If they had a yeah. full roster, there's no way this happens. Yeah. And also, I think they've already apologized to her privately. And I think mm-hmm. that's all the apologizing they feel like they need to do. So they've mm-hmm. done that, and this is just because she's Mickey James and she's known to a WWE audience. So mm-hmm. they wanted to get her because they didn't have many people that they could call upon. But now let's talk about the rest of SmackDown, and then we'll get into talking about Rampage afterwards. Uh, this episode of SmackDown kicked off with the return of Roman Reigns uh, after he obviously missed day one. Uh, came back here after a recap of uh, Lesnar and Heyman from Raw in the day one stuff. Um, oh. Pat McAfee was on one tonight. And he not sure in a good was. Way. And he not sure in a good was. Way. I was yeah. about to say this. He hmm. completely jumped the shark with me today. Yeah. 100 percent yeah 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 yeah. oh my god he he like killed michael cole a couple times Mm. michael cole was like what are you talking about please stop yeah like it's yeah um it was like as soon as reigns came out he was literally like screaming he's like yes reigns he's back he's the christ but pat please just like 
calm down a little bit. Like miss one show. Yeah. I uh, is I don't know, man. Hey, it's nice to see Reigns. Glad he's doing better. Hey yeah. ho. Um he came back and <laughs> sorry. I saw this. And I don't think he means on fire and like, oh, he was really on his game. I think he was literally on fire. <laughs> it would explain a lot, you know. If he Someone was on fire. just set Pat McAfee on fire at the start yeah. of the show. It, it makes sense. Um, uh, Roman Reigns says that he never wants to see Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, uh, Paul Heyman again. Out comes Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Uh, okay. th- I quite enjoyed this segment. I like and that. I'll, yeah. And I'll tell you for why. Um, because this whole segment was designed to kind of sow dissension between Heyman and Lesnar already. They've only just reunited, but they are sowing those seeds between them because they're still playing the whose side is Paul Heyman on story. It's a love triangle. But it's a love triangle. Uh, so Heyman, uh, Heyman, Lesnar was being a bit of a dick in this segment. Like he stole the microphone away from Heyman to do his own introduction, which is the thing that Paul Heyman does. Um, Did a really repeatedly. Good it was very good, wasn't it? It was, it was a really good I was introduction. Like, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was not expecting such a spot on Paul Heyman impression from Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar. I know, right? From the guy that does the let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I was not expecting that, but it was very good. Um, and then they uh, he repeatedly told Heyman to shut up. Uh, Heyman was saying, like, I loved you, my tribal chief. I was doing this all for you. And Heyman, uh, Les is like, what the hell, dude? Shut up. Like, what are you talking about? So he constantly was, like, getting in his face and, like, questioning him and telling him to shut up. And Roman's like, don't talk to Heyman that way. I'm like, this is weird. He still cares. He still, still cares, cares about, about Heyman, me. you know? He still cares about me. And uh, and then Lesnar's like, oh, what? What are you going to do about it? And then he punches him in the face. He does a Superman punch. Uh, Lesnar asked for a title versus title. Uh, Reigns punched him in the face. And then that was that. So they're still continuing, obviously, the Lesnar-Reigns feud. But I feel like now, I think they're probably going to separate for a bit to focus on their own title matches that they have coming up. Um and then they'll probably reconvene in time for the Saudi show on February 19th to continue that story. Or maybe Mania. I don't know. I um, remember a time when, at this point, the big matches were being built up for the actual important show. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see them doing this match, and then the Royal Rumble winner is in it, like a triple threat match, like the, the women's mm-hmm. match at WrestleMania 35. I think that would be cool. I don't know who you would put in that position. Maybe a Big E maybe a Bobby Lashley or something like that. I think there's different options that you could go with, but mm-hmm. I, I like that direction. I don't have a problem with that. And then Roman yeah. Reigns can hold two belts and hold that for another year until we finally Gosh. get the rock match. And he's going to mm-hmm. be champion. He should break Bruno San Martino's record. God, that's so long tempest. Just do you see, like I say that, right. And you feel like how long Roman Reigns has been champion. Yeah, you realize that Roman Reigns would need to be champion for like six more years. I know it's so long, <laughs> Tempest. Oh, it's so goodness. long. Um. Jesus. Anyway, uh, we then had an ad break and then a recap of what we just saw. Good stuff, SmackDown. Love it. Sami Zayn then runs it into Johnny Knoxville backstage, uh, who I thought was already in the Royal Rumble, but apparently he isn't. So then Sami Zayn is like, "You need to." prove to me that you're even worthy of going in the Royal Rumble. You need to show me something. 
of why you should be in the Rumble. Then Sami Zayn, who's the number one contender to the Intercontinental Championship, lest you forget, uh, then had a match against Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs took all of this match. And I do mean all of this match. And then Sami Zayn started trash-talking Nakamura on the outside, and then Rick Boogs won with a roll-up. So Sami Zayn looks like a massive chump. Coming out of this show. You remember when they put the the number one contender thing on him? Mm. Why 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 is he why is he losing now? You know, Uh, like like Riho is is about to to wrestle for the AEW women's title. mm -hmm. Is Jamie Hayter just beating Riho clean on TV? No. No. Because that would be stupid. Mm. Stupid. in a few minutes as well, after taking yeah. all the offense in the match too. Like, why couldn't they have just freaking had Ricochet win that match or something like that? Sure. You know, like, I realized during this show that we are now going to get Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. Like, I realized Ugh. what I was seeing, you know? Oh, God. One of the most legendary NXT matches of all time. And I know this is going to be like a five-minute match with a stupid guitar segment and everything, and it's just going to depress me. And I thought about it, and I just died a little inside. Mm-hmm. But that's what WWE does. It kills me inside. And I don't... No, nah, I'm not going to say... I was going to say I don't know what killed me inside more this week. The the, <laughs> the deathly virus or WWE. But the virus actually is deadly, and I don't want to make jokes about it. Get backs, get boosted, all that good stuff. Yeah. SmackDown is still rough. It's not great, is it? Um, no, Johnny Knoxville yeah. then came out because Sammy was annoyed afterwards, and then he threw Sammy over the top rope. And then because of that, the ring announcer, whoever it is, I forget the name, then announced that because of that, Johnny Knoxville is now qualified for the Rumble. Did okay, did, did he say what did he say that Johnny Knoxville has now qualified? I'm or... pretty sure. Let me go or back. did or did he say that Johnny Knoxville is now qualified to be in the Royal Rumble? Because <laughs> I like the idea of Johnny Knoxville walking up to Sami Zayn and just like grabbing his leg and lifting, and someone being like, "He can do it. He's qualified now. Like he yeah. has the qualifications to be in the Royal Rumble." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just why is that the way it works? Yeah, that's I don't really know. Good, that's fine, I don't know. Brother. It's fine. I, 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 I might watch the Jackass movie. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm literally what I've got the the segment up here. I'm just gonna see what the wording was for the, wow, wow, the Johnny wow, Knoxville wow. elimination. Wow, 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 wow. It's Johnny Knoxville. Here he goes. <laughs> okay. Come on. Uh. Am I wrong? <laughs> Johnny Knoxville is now qualified to be in the Royal Rumble. Right? He's now he has the qualifications. This was a job interview. <laughs> he didn't qualify. He is now qualified to be in the Rumble. So technically, he's still not in the Rumble. He's still not qualified. He's just, he's just... qualified to be in it. Oh, this show. Oh, WWE, you do make me laugh. Um, Sure, whatever. Luke will be happy. Uh, 
New Day say that they're going to be champions because they're having a street fight with the Usos later. All right. Cool. Sure. Uh, Charlotte Flair then comes out, does the announcement that she's going to be in the Rumble and the video package that we spoke about earlier. <clears throat> and then Naomi comes out and says, hey, <laughs> you could enter the Rumble or you could also give me a title match like right now. And Charlotte's like, why? You haven't done anything lately. I'm like, good point, Charlotte. She mm-hmm. hasn't. And yeah. didn't make any sense. Um, but then Naomi's like, well, I've done this, and then slapped her. And then after an ad break, it's time for a championship contenders match. My favorite. I love championship contenders matches. They're my favorite stipulation that WWE has ever done. And ever? of course, ever. It's my favorite. Um, and of course, Sonya Deville was getting involved in this match because, of course, uh, Naomi was going to win via count out. But then just as it got to like an eight count. So I thought this was good timing, at least. Uh, Sonya Deville came out and was just like, oh, forgot to mention that you can't win this match via count out. Sorry. And then later on, uh, there was a figure four spot. Naomi got to the ropes. Uh, and then she was like, oh, didn't mention you can't win via DQ either. And then Charlotte won via natural selection afterwards. Um, the match itself, though, the actual wrestling in the match, I thought was pretty good. I quite liked the actual the actual in-ring action that happened between these two was pretty good. Uh, it's a good showcase of why Naomi, I think, deserves a lot more than what she's been given currently. Um, but, like, what are you doing with this whole Sonya Deville stuff? Can we get to the point? It has such go-away heat with me now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's real bad. It, it's like they wrote a list of all the different segments that you could do to get heat. Like mm-hmm. every possible heat segment, and they're just doing all of them back to back. It's been like five months, and we're still at square one. Yeah. Square one. We still don't have a motivation here. <laughs> and I know that we talk about this all the time, but it's because they keep doing it. Yeah. Like, if you think that we it. sound like broken records, imagine watching the show. Yeah. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Like, I just, I <laughs> genuinely do not understand. Like, it doesn't make a lick of sense. No. And, again, there is a way to have a rivalry last from August until WrestleMania. It is not this way. No. This is not the way. <laughs> no. Oy vey. Um, after that, the Usos cut a promo saying they'll be champions by the end of the night. And then Happy Corbin came out and Mm -hmm. he had some pyro. And I was like, firstly, Happy Corbin having pyro. What? And then he came up by himself. So I wrote down his guest is he has has a, a special guest is what he said, is what they advertised before an ad break. And I said, I would bet a ridiculous amount of money. That it is Madcap Moss that is his special yep. guest. Yep, I would have bet my comes back house on this. Oh yeah, easy. Comes back from an ad break. We then get an ad for NXT. We then get a recap of Lesnar versus Reigns. Then we get a backstage segment of uh, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce saying that Adam Pearce has got off the phone with higher WWE management. Call him Vince McMahon. He's still an on-screen character. God damn it. Um, and saying that he needs to pick an opponent for Roman Reigns for the Royal Rumble tonight just quickly just going to bring this up now in this shot that they had of the backstage segment of adam pierce and sonny deville they had the two of them talking 
They both finished the segment. They walked off. And then the camera kind of panned back round to like the background of where they were standing. And someone was standing in a silhouette in the corridor. And I was like, who the hell is this person? And I don't think they were necessarily meant to be there. It just <laughs> looked like that way. Who the hell is this? That standing is off ominous. at the very back. Like, very ominous. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Like, there's the, there's the dude on his phone, and then there's just yeah. someone at the back just standing in shadows. Like, who are you? Why? I don't, are you supposed to be there? Like, Von Wagner. It's, it's Von Wagner. You're right. It's the ghost you write. of Von Wagner. It's it too short be, to yeah. be Von Wagner. <laughs> it just looked weird because normally you have, you know, people in the background in shots and whatever, but it was the way that it panned oh, off for Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville. And then it came back to focus on this person again. And I was like, are they important? Are they supposed to be there? And it just <laughs> looked very weird. Um, yeah. But anyway, after that, we go back to Happy Talk. Special guest that's been built up for ages now. Because we had an ad break in like three other segments before it actually comes back to Happy Talk. It's Drew McIntyre. JK, it's Madcap Moss dressed as Drew McIntyre. I was surprised he didn't have Braveheart makeup on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought call. that was like a sure thing. Yeah. Um, <sighs> he came out. Um, yeah, he literally. I wrote down throw us a recap of Corbin and McIntyre from day one, and then I wrote down it's going to be Madcap Moss dressed as McIntyre, and then wrote, "Whoa, what a shocker! Never could have seen that coming." Uh, I will give him credit. All right, I will give them credit. Not much credit, but I'll give them some credit. This wasn't funny. There was. They have made me laugh now once. One time they've made me laugh. This whole Mad Cat Moss Happy Corbin story thing. They have now made me laugh one time. It's and that was when average. it's a re- it's not a good conversion rate right there. But it was when Mad Cat Moss the whole time was doing like a Scottish accent, pretending he's Drew, saying that he's terrible and Happy Corbin's amazing or whatever. Really unfunny stuff. And then at one point he tears off the neck brace and goes, It was me, it's Mad Cat Moss. I fooled you all. And I was like, Alright, that's a good line. Like that's that's a funny line for him to be like a full joy. It's a good like heel shtick. In context with everything else, not funny. But on its own as like its own line, I was like, hmm, I got a little chuckle out of me. Well done. You did it. Well done, WWE. Congratulations. What's happened to you, Pete? I don't know, man. This is this is where I went and like I saw Happy Corbin coming out and I was like, you know what? I can I can leave for a few minutes. It's okay. Mm. Went to the bathroom. I got something to eat. I came back. Keep in mind. Happy Talk had not started yet, and I was gone for like 10 minutes. So that's a bad, <laughs> bad start. And then yeah. I sat down, and Mad Cat Moss came out, and this is where I just started playing Mappy. Mm-hmm. I just I just picked up my Switch and went, you know what? Not today. And I still heard everything, and I just, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me for Happy Talk today. Yep. How? How is it possible that this is what's on every show? Uh, the Viking Raiders came out afterwards, um, and it turns yeah. out they have a scheduled match. Okay, glad uh, to mention that. Yeah. Um, I then wrote uh, this match is going to be quick because they hit a deep six in the first like few seconds, uh, <laughs> and then Madcap Moss won with his finisher, which he's now calling the Punchline. I mean, that's not a bad name for a finisher. It's not a bad name for his gimmick. It's just that his gimmick is terrible. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Also, yeah. what world are we living in where Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss are beating War Machine? Yeah, man. You know, like, they don't have tag teams yeah. on this show. Perhaps you shouldn't beat 
one of like the three that you have. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it doesn't matter. None of it it's matters. Fine. I remember um, watching War Machine and Ring of Honor, New Japan. It's really they were cool. good, right? Yeah, um, sure were. I remember watching Viking Raiders in NXT. They were they good. were cool. Yeah, yeah, they were really like good. Them. Yeah. Um, Sheamus then spoke about Rich Holland breaking his nose, and he enters himself into the Rumble, but he didn't throw anyone over the top rope. How is he qualified to be in the Royal Rumble? He's not at all. Uh, he needs we'll, the credentials. We'll see He's got to throw specifically Sami Zayn mm-hmm. over the top rope. I, like I also yeah. die a little bit inside every time they bring up the 2012 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That that show that show went a long way to making me like wrestling less. Mm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? When I was with him kid, and Jericho as the final two. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, yeah. easy pick. Easy, Chris Jericho going to WrestleMania. And 10 years later, it was still the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, after that, we then got the main event, which was the Usos versus the New Day in a street fight, who then started doing regular tags to start with. Yep. Why are you doing that? Yeah. That's a, that See, a I've never understood fight? this. I've never understood the idea, because, like, in theory... Do you still need to have the legal man get the pin I mean, and there's, stuff? There's no but DQs, right? I, I, yeah, like there's no reason for you to not just. But at the same time, there's no reason that there should be a difference between just like a no DQ tag match and a tornado tag match. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no reason for those two things to be separate because they yeah. still want to be like, oh, legal tag. You got to have the legal man be able to get the pin and get pinned and whatever. They have to be involved in the decision doesn't make sense optically to watch these guys and just like well, get out of the ring now you're not the legal man it's like or or what you gotta dq me no you're not yeah you know what i mean yeah um but after an ad break they started having an actual street fight which is good it was kind of like the um american top team in a circle match where they just did legal tags to start with and then they were just like yeah let's just have a street fight and then they just yeah. started fights and forgot about all, all these things good. happen. They just break yeah. down. It's very stupid. Why not just have a street fight to start with? Um, <clears throat> but uh, this then led into the actual match itself, which I thought was quite fun. A lot of good action. Um, there was a weird bit with some tape where they taped up uh, Woods's wrist, and then Kingston just immediately saved him. Was like, no, never mind. And I was like, oh, what was the point of that? spot then bit weird i think um, i think this is one of the times where pat mcafee broke michael cole mm. pat mcafee was just like losing his mind over duct tape he's like mm. it's duct tape it's the number one trade in yeah. america you can never break out of duct tape everybody knows that and michael Cole's like what are you talking about yeah so yeah. <laughs> i don't know Kofi really messed up a, an SOS spot in this match. He did, didn't he? It was, they it was it, they tried to recover and just made it look like a roll-up, but... Yeah. This is right. why this, to me, that is my number one like move that I don't understand. It's never mm-hmm. looked right in my mind watching the SOS, and then mm-hmm. I saw it, and now, like, 14 years after he did it the first time, I am vindicated because he messed <laughs> it up one time. <laughs> <laughs> um... There was a weird bit where Woods and Kingston found some like armor. Like yeah. he found like a helmet. And then Kingston had some like armor, which he pretended like he half put on, but then he didn't because there wasn't any straps or anything. So he just kind of held it and then just used it as a weapon. 
Yeah. It's just a bit. He knows sold a super kick because he super kicked the helmet. That's not how like, that would work. It's not, it's not, not how, how it works force at all. works. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, crowd chant, we want tables. They get out of table. There's a trouble in paradise, which uh, Jimmy Uso broke up. Uh, and the Usos have now seemingly just taken the 3D, except they're calling it the 1D now because it's one and done. That's that's why they're calling it the 1D. Yeah. Which is all right, right. I guess. I don't, it's like, weird I don't to call know. something the 1D. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just strange. You know, usually yeah. in a moment like this, you would think that, oh, well, they're building to a feud with the Dudleys, but that's not happening. No. no you know? I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's whatever. I don't know. I I thought that I've seen them have a lot of matches together. I think that most of them would be would have been better than this match. I didn't really get the whole knights thing. I think yeah. watching a man get kicked in the head and him just be like, got helmet on. I was just like, all right, I'm watching a cartoon. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get. It. And then what? He took it off immediately. Yeah. It was like, why would it's you like, take why it would off? You that is your technical yeah. advantage. Oh. It's, good. it's good protection right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it is fine. It was like a fine main event. I just, yeah. I know I've seen these guys have better matches. And this show had just kind of broken me to this point. That's fair. Um, but I thought the show ended on a very intriguing note. If you take aside the whole Raw and SmackDown brands, because it doesn't exist anymore. Survivor Series, the one out of year, Raw and yep. SmackDown go head to head. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you ignore all of that, cuts backstage to Roman Reigns, who before the match had told Adam Pearce, I don't care who you pick because I've beaten everyone on the roster. And I was like, damn, he's kind of right, though. Um, and then uh, Adam Pearce was like, well, okay, I'm just going to pick someone. And it cuts backstage to Reigns after the match. And you hear on the door, knocking in the shield theme. I thought that was a nice little touch there. <laughs> that was really um, funny. I like that. It was Seth that. Rollins, who knocked on the door in the, the shield theme, which is quite funny. And he just walks in, Reigns looks at him, and he just laughs a bit. And then that's the show. So it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, it looks like. I'm really intrigued because the reports coming out of day one, there's a few conflicting ones. Obviously, a lot of plans changed. Some were saying that Biggie was going to retain. Some were saying that Seth was going to win originally before plans got changed to Brock Lesnar. Now we're getting Seth versus Roman. I don't know what's going to happen at the Rumble with Lesnar and Lashley and with Roman and Seth. I don't know whether Roman and Brock are both going to win. It's going to be a title versus title thing later on. If like they both cost each other, so then you can have Seth with the universal challenging someone at mania lashley with someone at mania and then you can have roman versus brock not for a title at mania and you have two other title matches you can have seth beating roman so then roman drops his title so then his and lesnar's feud is just over the wwe championship or the inverse lesnar's the one that loses then it's reigns versus lesnar for the universal i don't know what way this stuff is going to go and for me that's quite intriguing it it reminds me of the 2017 royal rumble where you were going into the show with roman against kevin owens for the universal title and styles and cena for the wwe title and both of those matches could result in a title change or could not like it was mm. all feasible and then based off of those four potential champions you had like 12 people that could win the royal rumble and, it, and then they went with randy orton 
<laughs> regardless, yeah. regardless, let's ignore that. There were yeah. there were a lot of options, and going into that show, it was way more intriguing than in most years because of it. I think you could do something like that this year, where it's like I don't know who's going to win either of the title matches. I don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble, and you put all that together, and you have a really intriguing show. That's really cool. I like the idea of that. If Seth beats Roman, I will not be a fan. I don't think that's a good idea. I okay. think that Roman Reigns losing the, the title should be like the biggest possible thing, should get a new star over. And I don't think Seth Rollins being the one that beats Roman Reigns is a satisfying ending to his like build up of, of a title reign. That's just me. Other people can feel differently. I just want to get the most out of this title reign. That's why I would have had like Isaiah Swerve Scott or somebody beat him for it. But hey, not my company. Yeah, I I don't have the same, I guess, optimism is the word. Yeah, because I, oh, I'm I don't not optimistic think, it's going to happen. I don't think they care about building a new star from Roman's thing or anything like that. They're just going to have someone beat Roman at some point when they feel like it. I don't think they yeah. care about the buildup of Reigns' title legacy or the length of it or whatever. They're just going to be like, um, Seth can win. He's a big star. That'll do. Yeah. You know, so I could totally see him losing it here, especially if Brock is the one that costs him. If he loses via distraction or something and Seth wins, I could totally see that. Yeah. Um, I could so, as well. Yeah, I could as well. And I'm looking forward to this match because Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins have always had like a really unique kind of chemistry with one another. Mm -hmm. You know, I really enjoyed their match at Money in the Bank where they kind of like swapped roles for a night and Roman played heel and Seth played babyface, even though that's not how they were aligned at the time. You know, mm -hmm. you can you can listen to more of my thoughts on that match on my YouTube channel, Tempest Likes Wrestling, where I talk about how WWE fixed Roman Reigns. Cheap plug. But it'll be really interesting now because the dynamic has changed again because Seth is a heel and Roman's a heel. But, like, I don't know how they're going to go about doing that in their match. Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing intrigues me. I'm looking forward to seeing these two artists paint a new picture. I also like the fact that Seth's motivation from last year was that he really wanted a universal title match. And he was like, I'm worthy of having a universal title match. I should be a number one contender. His like mm -hmm. whole motivation was he wanted a universal title match. And now he's getting one. That's nice. Unintentional, I'm sure, but still long-term storytelling. I don't think they meant to do that, but it's a nice, happy coincidence that this is paying off on character motivation from last year. That's nice. I like that too. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was an intriguing end. I liked it. And I like the the previous Roman Brock stuff. I, I don't know what's going on with these two converging world title pictures. They seem, it's an interesting mix and I don't know what's going to happen. Is it necessarily good? I don't know, but it's leaving me intrigued at the very least. And that's more than usual, I can say for, for WWE. So Agreed. that's nice. Yeah. Um, and I like the, the Usos New Day match. I thought it was good. Um, I liked the Charlotte Naomi match minus the Sonya Deville stuff, but the actual in-ring action was nice. I thought this was like a three out of five. I think three is fair. I like the Roman yeah. and Brock stuff at the start. I just, the booking of this show is asinine and it hurts my feelings. It's not great. I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, according to our poll on our community tab, 55% of people voting for a three out of five, 14% going for a four out of five, 13% doing a two out of five, and 12% uh, doing a one out of five. Balanced. Very balanced, yeah, as all things should be. It's giving um, us the middle finger. It is, yeah. It much literally like the looks show. like someone doing that. Well, I guess it would be that way, but regardless. Yeah. Which is what the show is doing. Um, 
anywho, uh, let's get into talking about Rampage, <sighs> shall we? Rampage. I got us. Time for Rampage. For you today, Pete. I oh, heard oh, in your oh, edited oh, okay. review earlier, you said you had a spicy take about Hook, which we're going yeah. to talk about because I've got some thoughts about Hook. Uh, but the start of this show was Adam <laughs> Cole versus Jake Atlas, which was really good stuff. Okay. I thought that when Jake Atlas was in NXT, which is the only time I've seen Jake Atlas before, haven't seen him on the indies or anything like that. The only time I've seen Jake Atlas was in NXT, and I thought he was good. I didn't think he was fantastic. Didn't think he was amazing. I thought he was good, solid worker, decent. You know? He came out in this match. First minute, I was like, God, Jake Atlas is really good. Wow. He's a great wrestler. Um, This match was so good at putting both these guys over, especially Jake Atlas, who kind of had a bit of a showcase here to be like, no, he's a very good wrestler. You all should pay attention to Jake Atlas. And I was like, I will now pay attention to Jake Atlas. Thank you very much, AEW Rampage, for notifying me. Um, the end of this match was a real shame um, because coming off a springboard, it looked like Atlas uh, injured his knee uh, to the point where they were going to do a, a Panama Sunrise and he couldn't get over for it at all he was literally like he was barely like managing to stand on the one leg he just couldn't go for it at all it was a really nice adaptation from adam cole to make it look a bit more like legit in that he was holding his knee and, and clutching his knee so adam cole like took his knee and did a very obviously weak look he didn't want to actually legitimately injure him but did like a knee bar like a heel hook type thing on that leg that was the injured one so that he tapped out which was it was nice it made it look more it was like this guy's clutching his knee he's clearly injured his knee i'm gonna go target his knee you know uh, yeah. That I really liked. It's just a shame for, for Jake Atlas, and I hope he the injury is not too severe and he can come back soon. He said that his knee's okay, so he shouldn't be out for too, too long, hopefully. Um, so it's nothing serious like, you know, an ACL tear or anything like that. So hopefully he'll be back before long because this was a really good showcase for Jake Atlas. Really came out looking great coming out of this. I really enjoy that this is kind of what Rampage can be most weeks, you know, where it's like you have Adam Cole, who's the big established star, and you have him face like a John Silver or a Jake Atlas, and you allow them to go out and basically have like a PWG match. You know, they go out there and they are able to showcase both guys. And this this is the biggest stage that Jake Atlas has ever wrestled on, ever. Mm. And that's big. It's probably the biggest crowd that he's ever wrestled in front of. I could be wrong there, but again, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's like wrestled in the Tokyo Dome on, on something, but <laughs> yeah. You know, this is like a big match for him. And he completely rose to the occasion. And that doesn't shock me at all because I know that Jake Atlas is fantastic. But I just love this idea that you can have this kind of be like the showcase show where you can have the established guy have a fantastic match with a younger guy and then you both get over in the process. It's so simple, and I love that. I love that, and I love seeing guys that I know have, have like crossed paths before or maybe just missed each other because they're both PWG guys. I love seeing stuff like that happening in AEW because I do think there is some portion of AEW that is just PWG on TV. Mm. And that's a good thing because PWG is great. And I think yeah. this match was great, and I hope that Jake Atlas is, is okay, and he's back, and he's fantastic. Like, he's one of the last he's one of the last guys that have been on my indie wrestling wish list for AEW to sign. It was like him, Wheeler Yuta, Lee Moriarty, maybe a couple others, because I always forget a couple, but like those guys were like 
the very top of the list, and there's not very many left. Tony mm-hmm. Deppin is one of them, but there's not many after that. And this roster just looks so good. Mm, so good. Their roster is insane. Also, I just like to point out that Jake Atlas is 27. Crazy. What? That's Absolutely nuts. Crazy. Dude is so much younger than I thought he was. That's insane. He's got such a bright future. That's awesome. Um, dude's younger than me. What? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, uh, best friends came out to make the save because Undisputed Era, sorry, Disputed Era came out <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a beatdown on Jake Atlas afterwards, but Orange Cassidy and Best Friends came out and chased them off. Cool. Um, we then got the announcement that Cody Rhodes is out of the Battle of the Belts tonight has been replaced with Dustin. Sounds like it's COVID. Been no confirmation of that, but the phrasing they're using, you know, due to medical protocol, Cody Rhodes is out of the thing. It sounds like COVID, but I don't know that for sure. Um, so Cody's out and Dustin Rhodes is in. It's going to be Dustin versus Sammy to crown an interim TNT champion. So yeah, that's cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's just like, man, yeah. it's, it's, it's all right. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Andrade backstage that says that he needs a new assistant and he's looking at Darby Allen because he was saying, why is Darby Allen working for Sting? Okay. I'm going to be interested to see the match. Yeah, the match I'm sure will be great. You know, I, I've kind of lost steam on Andrade and AEW. Mm, me too. You know, it's disappointing. He's one that's not... He's how to say this. If you're watching baseball, they've had a lot of guys go up there and first time out hit a home run. Brian Danielson, home run signing. CM Punk, home run signing. You know, Malachi Black, home run signing. Bunch of these guys. Andrade's a guy who's gone out there and in his first game, he's hit a single. You know? And that's it. He went one for four at the plate. He's hit a single. Maybe he's hit two singles. He's had a couple good matches with Pat. That's not good enough to fit in amongst the home run hitters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And again, it sounds really entitled to be like, well, he needs to have a five-star match every time out there. But that's kind of the precedent that's been set. And if you're going to hang... That's the AEW standard. Yeah, you, if, if you're going to hang, you got to rise to the occasion. And I don't think he has... And I don't think that his feuds have really been that interesting. And that's a mixture of him. That's a mixture of the booking. And that's everything. But uh, it is what it is. I think Andrade versus Darby should be a very good match. Yes, I agree. Um, We then had Hook. Hook versus Aaron Solo. My notes for this is just Hook is so effing good. God damn it. This is my first note. God, he's so much fun. One, he's so over. Oh my God, is he over. Um, Him coming out and just doing the most basic stuff. He did a T-bone suplex in this one. And I was like, it's the most I've ever popped for a T-bone suplex. He's just the greatest. I love him. Tempest, you've said before, you have a, a very spicy hot take about Hook. Please do enlighten us. This is a lot spicier than I usually, I usually go. Oh, because I, I, in theory, I like to walk the line. That might be hard for people to understand, judging by how much I lose my mind. 
and go off the yeah. rails here. But I try and walk the line with my actual like controversial opinions. Okay. That being said, I think they should put the title on hook. <laughs> because, and I know I'm going to lose people here. Allow me to yeah, explain. You are. Yeah. Allow me to explain. I don't think that they just should put, and I'm talking about like the top title. The world just, title. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, world yeah. title. I think, I think that you could put the title on hook and it would work. And I think that is the that is the difference because again, allow me to explain. Tony Khan has a bunch of like storyline ideas. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of things that he wants to do. You know, he said like, oh, I want to do like the the 10 minute match where if I last 10 minutes with you, I get a title match type, type thing that they did with Jungle Boy and Chris Jericho, right? Like that's just an example. Yeah, They do that sort of thing. This is now an idea where how often will you ever get the chance of doing the wrestling prodigy shocks the world beats the champion story like an mm-hmm. Okada beating Tanahashi level Shaka and Osaka event. Yeah. That's a storyline idea where you really, really need the right guys to come along mm-hmm. because you can't do that with anybody. You do that with somebody and he, he's not, he's not good enough and he's exposed and everything. Then it all falls apart and you've really damaged your world title. That being said, I think it would work with this guy. Now, granted, he's had three matches. Mm-hmm. They've been very simple matches, but he's got it. He's got the presence of a guy well beyond his years, well beyond his experience level. He's the kind of guy that doesn't have like, he doesn't look green when he's in there. And because he doesn't look green, like he's not rushing He's not doing any of the mistakes that you would normally see from a green guy. And again, these matches are simple. And I understand that. I understand that we haven't seen him sell a whole lot. We haven't seen him talk. But he's got it. He's really got it. And I'm not, and I'm sure there would be like a million bajillion people be like, oh, he doesn't deserve it and and blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, wrestling fans and all that. But if you want to do the storyline... Of a guy shocking the world and winning the championship as a rookie that no one sees coming. You could do it with this guy. And I don't think you'll have the opportunity to do it with another guy anytime soon. I don't think this is ever going to happen. I don't think that this is even remotely close to what they're thinking. But I think you could do it with Hook. Mm-hmm. I think he could rise to the occasion. He's got this music. He's got the presence. He's over. It's not yeah. just a guy. You could do it with this guy. And I believe that it would work and be like a really big deal and not fall apart like it would with a, just about any other rookie. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Hook for AEW world champion. I think I think you could do it. I think you're right. You know, I I think it's crazy, and I think you'd need to tread very, very, very lightly with it. Oh, this would have to be, to be completely orchestrated. 
everything yeah, yeah, yeah. would have to be meticulously planned. Yeah. But I think yeah. you could do it. And the thing is, you don't need Hook to cut promos. He's got Team Taz around him. You've got guys like Ricky Starks and Taz surrounding him. He's fine. You don't need him to cut promos. He's The thing that I love about Hook that I really enjoyed in this match as well is that he comes out, does his business, and walks away. Mm-hmm. He's just he's not there to do anything else. He's just taking care of business. That's what he does. Comes out, does his wrestling, leaves. He tried to leave. QT Marshall was like, um, excuse me, like spun him back, and he was like, all right, now you piss me off. I'll give you a suplex, and now I'm going to walk out. Didn't like do any more beatdown afterwards, didn't like stomp on him, didn't like soak in the crowd, didn't do anything. He just left afterwards. He's just taking care of business. I would love that kind of character for Hook with a title. He just comes in, defends his title, wins, and walks off. That's Mm -hmm. what Hook does. Just takes care of business. And everyone's like trying to get under his skin. He's just a guy that doesn't care, you know? Someone who is just there to take care of business. And there's all these people that try and challenge him who are trying to get under his skin and trying to get in his head. And he's just like, whatever. I'm just gonna gonna beat you because that's what I do. I'm Hook, you know? On a more realistic level, I think he's gonna be a fantastic TNT champion Mm. with that same sort of gimmick. Yes, I agree. Just looking at this, it's got to be a surprise. It's got to be the rookie shocking the established champion, like Okada did with Tanahashi. I don't want to say that Hook is Okada because, like, no one is Okada. No. But I think, I don't think you're going to get a rookie this good again in AEW, maybe ever. To have his legitimate third match ever. And be this good. I think I, I think you could do a lot. Yeah. I I would compare him. I'm not saying that he's going to be as big a star as Brock Lesnar is. Because Brock Lesnar is one of the biggest wrestling stars ever. But that kind of win, like the rookie win, would be similar to the Lesnar style win. Of mm-hmm. guy coming in shocking the big guys like Okada, like Lesnar. And I, I, w- I would compare it more to Lesnar than Okada. Um, but... I don't know. It might work. I don't know. I want them to do it now just to see. But I also don't want I also don't want them to do it in case it fails, you know? Because if it does fail, oh god, it's going to fail. It's going to yeah. be real bad. And that's that's again, you got to tread very lightly with something like this. Mm-hmm. But I think it could work. Yeah. I also I think it could so, work. someone someone pointed out in the chat that it couldn't work because of the ranking system. It totally could. Just have Hook keep winning just for a bit. Keep winning. Yeah, he's already three and zero. Just have him wrestle every week on Rampage. Maybe give him a couple dynamite matches, you know, here and there, and then eventually, you know, Hangman retains against whoever he's facing a like Revolution or whatever, and then he does like a post match, or he he comes out on the next dynamite, does a promo, gets interrupted by Hook. He just goes, or like with Taz, and Taz is like, my boy right here has an amazing win loss record, hasn't lost a match yet. He's the number one ranked wrestler right now. Boom, there's your match. They could totally work. I'm telling you. Oh, man. man. I'm telling you. I think now there's you... something there. Yeah. Like, dude, it's so over. Um, On a completely it, it, separate is... note, I had an idea hmm. last night that I want to see a boy band faction in, like, the future where you've got mm-hmm. Hook as the, the bad boy, Jungle yeah. Boy is, like, the cute one, Dante yeah. Martin is, like, the shy one, and then, like, yeah. 
Jake Atlas or or uh, Daniel Garcia or mm-hmm. some someone like that. I think yeah. you could do something like that. Like two or three years from sure. now, just put put all the really young guys that all would like appeal to women or or men. Yeah. Not not discriminating here. Just all yeah. like the young guys that have the different. They you, you could have like the boy band roles with things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was just like a dumb idea that I had. Where I was just like, I want to see a little boy band faction with all the young guys in AEW. I'm glad you said dumb idea because it is a dumb idea. It is a dumb idea. <laughs> Sometimes I want to see a dumb idea. <laughs> uh, we got a video package about the women's street fight for Rampage last week. Uh, and then we got Ruby Soho and Riho versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, uh, which is a decent little match, this one. I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, Soho and Riho worked really well together, I thought. Really nice chemistry between those two working as a team. Um, finish came when Jamie Hayter accidentally hit Britt Baker. Oh, no. And then Hayter got rolled up by Riho. Uh, so Riho got the win here. Uh, and then Britt Baker like shoved Hayter when she walked off. She walked off by herself. Uh, so I think this split is coming soon. I would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, it's good. It furthered that story, gave Riho another win. So Baker still hasn't beaten Riho ever. Good, good stuff. I like it. I've come around on. We were kind of hard on Riho beating Britt Baker and mm. everything, but it's given Britt Baker something to do before the pay per view, and I like that. I like that they have played in the the idea that Riho just has Britt Baker's number. She's yes. like the one that has Britt Baker's number and then they're going to have their, their title match tonight and Britt Baker's going to win. I think mm. that's a perfectly acceptable storyline. I think at the time we were just like, Britt Baker really could have used a really solid, clean win at this point. But I think we're going to get that tonight and I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing it. Should be a good match. I like Riho. I like Re- uh, Ruby uh, Ruby Soho. I like Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. I like everyone involved. I like seeing the progression of the storyline. This is just solid booking. It didn't like blow my mind or anything. But it was just like, yeah, it was good. It's what I want on a show like this. Yeah. Uh, we then got a promo from Dan Lambert and Men of the Year. Men of the Year complain about Dustin being in the match and not them. Scorpio Sky had some pretty good points about why he should have been in instead. And they're going to watch the interim TNT title match closely. Good. Cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not super I'm, into Men of the Year right now. I got to be honest. No. I'm, I'm big on that. Um, Daniel Garcia in 2.0 then faced Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, they started doing their split screen promos, but Kingston and Santana Ortiz just walked out of their shot and then just walked into their shot and started fighting, which is quite fun. Uh, and the street fight, the tag team street fight, started outside the ring with all three of them fighting because it doesn't matter about doing legal tags. Crazy that. Um, weird line from uh, from Chris Jericho on commentary here. Chris Jericho's on commentary for the show, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he was saying from Dynamite, I made jokes about Squarehead and Pinhead, but these guys are very tough. Why did you make the jokes about Squarehead and Pinhead then, Jericho? Why are you trying to undermine them if you think they're actually good? Just don't do the jokes, man. Oh, no, I wasn't. Was not sold on the whole Jericho segment from Dynamite. I mentioned that on the Dynamite review. I didn't like that at all. Nor, nor was I. Mm. Yeah. Can I can I be perfectly honest here? This might be mm. controversial. I think Chris Jericho's kind of washed. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think when AEW started, he was a very big fish in the growing pond. Mm-hmm. There are now several bigger fish, and he does not feel important, and I do not think that he has felt like 
his 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 promos have been any good. Like I don't remember the last good promo that Chris Jericho's cut. It's been a while, you know. No. The the promos he's cut like the last six months have all been him calling Paige Van Zant like a a bad word for a woman. You yeah. know, he might not have explicitly said that, but it's all like <laughs> sex jokes. You know, whatever crap like that. It's been like almost a year since he cut that one promo on the pinnacle. That was really good. And everyone was like, Mm -hmm. wow, was that the best promo ever? I don't think that that's like, I don't know. Face Jericho sucks. Yeah. Face Jericho is not good. good, You know, he's been good in the past. And I really thought that he wanted, it was like a bucket list item for him to be like main event baby face in a wrestling promotion. Cause he'd never done that. He was always a mid-carder in WWE when he was a babyface. So I thought he was going to, like, really bring it and be a top-level babyface, and I've not seen it at all. Like, at all. No. Um, But uh, regardless, though, this match, though, I thought was quite good because the Mm -hmm. action just didn't stop. You know, they had the picture-in-picture ad break, and there was a pile driver on a chair during the ad break. You know, okay, sure, whatever. I watched it on Fight, Um, so I just see these things as mm. if there's no ad break. Yeah, so as part of the picture in picture, they just had a pile driver on a chair. It's like, all right, sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it, you know, it was all just smoke and mirrors. It was all just weapons. There wasn't actually that much wrestling in this match, but that wasn't the point. It's, you know, a heated blood feud. It was these guys fighting. Um, Garcia nailed Eddie Kingston with the ring bell, but then he kicked out, which was really good. I bought that near 400%. Um, and then Santana and Ortiz nailed just like a whole bunch of moves back to back on... Um, Parker and then pin him for the win. Mr. Fuji. He threw yeah. salt inside. Yeah. With the powder or whatever. Um <laughs> I really and, uh, I hope I haven't looked at any of the comments on my edited review. I hope someone appreciated my one random out of context clip from the dirt sheet from 14 yeah. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> um but then Garcia and Lee start beating people up. Jericho came down for the save. Cool. Like I would say, we're not I, super into Jericho at all, but yeah, it was no. I think on paper, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston is a solid match for Revolution. I would like sure. Eddie Kingston to win that match. I was going to say, if Kingston wins, then yes. I agree. Yeah. That being said, I'm kind of ready for this m- little mini feud of... of all of these guys against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia to be over, yes. you know, it's like you do the same match a few times and it's like, it's okay. It's fun. But once you do it the same time, like a few, like I'm just ready for something new. I would, I would imagine that Eddie Kingston's going to like face Daniel Garcia one-on-one beat him. And then they will move on. Mm-hmm. That is my theory. I cross okay. my fingers. Yeah. I just, I'm ready to, to speed this one up a little bit. Yeah. I will say in general, just a general thing about AEW is I feel like sometimes their feuds do just go on for too long. I like there's agree. Been, there's been quite a few instances now where it's like, this feud I feel like has finished a while back and we're still going. Like Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy went on forever. Yeah. yeah. Um. Obviously this one with um Garcia and Kingston and, and Jericho and 2.0 and all those guys. Uh, Inner like Circle American Top feuds. Team felt like it was forever. You know, like yeah. just, I don't know. It just feels like there's sometimes where it just gets stretched out way too long. Yeah, like the 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 main event feuds, I think, are all very concise and very well booked mm. and thought out and everything. But it's these like, it's the ones that will never be on pay per view, you know, like the little mid level feuds where you can just like 
okay, this is what we're putting on Rampage. This is what we're putting on Rampage. This is what we're putting on Rampage. And next thing you know, it's been six months of Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy and Best Friends and Hardy Family Office matches. It's like, okay, let's wrap it up now, please. Yeah. Like, and again, I felt the same way with like the Bunny and, and Penelope Ford and uh, Ty Conti and Anna Jay. They were feuding for like six months. And they kind yeah. of got away from each other for Ty Conti to face Britt Baker. And then they came back together and I was like, I thought we were done with this. And granted, mm-hmm. they had a fantastic match last week that I really enjoyed. But at the same time, I'm ready for some of these things to feel a little bit tighter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I will also yeah. say that I feel like Cassidy versus Cole is now reaching its expiration date. I'd like that to be wrapped up with Orange Cassidy and, and Best Friends and the Disputed Era. I, f- I feel like that's reaching its conclusion too. A little bit. I mm, see. I think it depends. I think it mm. depends on a few things. Because there's an there's an episode of Dynamite in a few weeks that's coming up. That's in Cleveland. Mm. And I don't know if he's coming, but I think that's the Johnny Gargano show. <gasps> and I Gosh. still think I think Johnny Gargano joins Best Friends. I think that's who he aligns himself with. At which point you revitalize all this and you get Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole at Revolution. God. Which, boom! <laughs> like, oh. talk about blowing me away. Yeah. That would be a match that you can steal the show with on any show that they're on. You yeah. know? I, I think that if that's the direction, you can hold this off and keep doing the best friends versus Elite and, and, and Paragon stuff until mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of ready for us to to move on a little bit yeah uh but regardless i thought this was a good episode of rampage four out of five i'd have given it good stuff all around solid solid little hour of wrestling this one But before we get into, God, we've gone long, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, we need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Uh, on Patreon right now is the poll for WrestleTalk Extra, which is nearly finished. It's ending at like, like tomorrow morning. Last chance to get that in. Uh, we're going to be having the mailbag, I think, next week. So you can get on board with that. We've got After Dark and Fan Mania coming later this month whole bunch of stuff uh looking like the favorite right now for wrestle extra is royal rumble 04 the forgotten rumble um so that would be a, an interesting show to, for ollie and luke to review um but if you pledge at the 25 dollar or above tier you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one so thank you to the cleaner kenny shaw <laughs> gavin cash money cashy wabara Rob Steiner Recliner. Yeah. NXT winning move, Steiner Recliner. Starbucks, Steven Costa. Yeah. Yeah. Rue the Day, Rari O'Brien Kelly. Yeah. The Night Rider, Kit. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah A, baby. Yeah. The Batsman. Nathan Batty. The Batsman. The Batsman. Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah. That's some good karma, good dharma. Yeah. Angelic Angelo Mercado. Yeah. 
and Michael Jensen Radio. Thank you very much, all of our pledge hammers. Last chance to get in your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're going to be reading out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air, which is going to be very soon. Let's speed through these. Lightning speed, much like my SmackDown review today, or the news today, sorry. Uh, Shiva Wilding says, with Mickey's surprise appearance, do you think we'll see Gail Kim too? Her and Mickey could double team and eliminate everyone in the ring before Kim turns on James, setting up a one on one with Charlotte, Legend versus Legend. Hashtag jam that jam. No. I don't, think, I, I don't think any of that will happen. No. I would love to see Gail Kim in, in the Royal yeah. Rumble. I think that would be awesome. But Gail Kim and WWE have never really meshed. They kind of no. butt heads. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe, but I don't see it. Never say never, but I don't think so. Um, and definitely not the whole Gail Kim, Mickey James eliminating wherever Charlotte. Definitely not. Gail Kim might be there, but she'll get eliminated. Uh, Branson Foley says, hey guys, did you notice that Seth's knock was the old S.H.I.E.L.D. theme? Also wanted to send Tempest some love because I'm currently in isolation fighting COVID. Feel better soon. Hashtag jam that jam. Feel better you too, Branson. Mm. You too. And yeah, we did. Um, yes. That was uh, one of the actual funny uh, moments on the show. Great theme, that one. Uh, it's Cakey says, uh, after Roman versus Brock, what happens to the Universal title picture on SmackDown? The repeated point is Roman has beaten everyone. Would it be smart for Lesnar to cost Roman? You have people who could challenge, but WWE don't see it. Cesaro, Nakamura. So who? I think Lesnar beats Reigns. Hate that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate it too, but he's gonna. Hate that. God! I think he's gonna. It's been seven years! <laughs> How are we still talking about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Zoe Sung says, um, God, here we go. I, I don't know if I can do the voice and also the Pokedex voice in one. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> An Italian Pokedex. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo, pal. The mafioso Pokemon. This Pokemon ain't, ain't seen nothing, guy. Its signature move is sleeping with the fishes. This steel type is named after a reformed hockey player, too. Its ability is named Cement Shoes. Reformed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, thank you, Zoe Sung, for always the Pokedex entries. We appreciate it. Uh, Moin Carnib says, do you guys think both Veer and Walter will be surprises in the Rumble this year? Also, do you guys think the eventual Roman versus Rock feud needs the Titan involved? Personally, I think it does, as the title fuels the Tribal Chief gimmick. Uh, I'm going yes. back and forth on that. I think, yes. Depends how they book it. I think Veer could be a surprise in the Royal Rumble. I think they're trying I... to manufacture this hype around Veer. And I think mm -hmm. that could be like, oh, it's Veer! I could also see Walter being a surprise too. Now mm -hmm. that he's going to be NXT full-time. Could tell mm -hmm. we see him in the Rumble as well. Tenraza says, uh, last one, guys. Do you think they'll do the same for the Men's Rumble and announce a whole bunch of entrants? Also, Triple H by Ring of Honor, team up with AEW Impact and New Japan and use Regal Joe and others to build the brand. Do a third promotion on Prime TV. Hashtag please. That won't happen, but nice try. I think I, I think there's a better chance of Hook winning the title than that. Yeah, yeah they're legitimately <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they'll probably announce a bunch of men's entrance, and I think it'll be dumb. I think they'll be like, I mean, hey, they... Hurricane's going to be in it. And we'll be like, why did you yeah. tell me that? 
I mean, they're already announcing quite a few with Knoxville, the Mysterios, Sheamus, Street Profits. Yeah. There's a few others that have already, you know, announced themselves. Mm. Um, Hannah Allen says, Rampage is fire. Cole is so over. He's earned it. And I love it. Ladies tag, sometimes he's still, these things feel underdeveloped. Hook is freaking killing it. Dude is amazeballs. Hot fan Santana, Ortiz and Kingston, chef's kiss. Another great Rampage. Hashtag LIW444 life. Thank you, Hannah. Uh, Matthew Robinson said, wow, Hook is amazing. I'm loving his story so far and his matches are amazing. Also loved uh, the Hangman winning when no one expected it since it was not close to the one hour mark. It's really good. Agreed. Very good match. Great match. Love that, that match. Yeah. Nathan Barnes says, Hook is legit my favorite thing in wrestling at the moment. I really buy into him as an extremely talented mute and I kind of hope they never have him talk. He gives me big uh, red vibes from generation one and two. Of Pokemon. <laughs> He's standing at the mountaintop, turns around, it's just dot, dot, dot. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. And then they just fight. It's perfect. Uh, Punk Rocks and Soda says, you know, Tempest the Pete, if I recall, I said a couple weeks ago that Hook is a future world champion and I was guffawed at. I expect my royalties in the mail. Yes. I, yeah. I don't recall, but I apologize. He, he, should I be, uh, he should be a present world champion. Put the title I, on him today. I remember guffawing because we were like, it's too early. He's had one match. But now he's had three matches. Now he's, well, now he's had three. That's, that's, that's three triple times the ma- as many matches. Triple the matches, guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> Brian Moore says, I uh, hope you're okay, Tempest, with COVID. I'm right there with you. Here's my hot take. AEW is a dream company where wrestlers can prove themselves against the best. WWE is a retirement company where wrestlers can get paid a lot for comedy skits and short matches. feel like that's uh, a bit of an overgeneralization but i think for you're sure pretty much on the money mostly correct but yes an, an overgeneralization for sure uh dry chicken without flavor what terrible username uh says <laughs> uh if AEW does not re-sign private party and wwe quickly picks them they will be the hottest act on nxt 2.0 and AEW's biggest regret uh, i see star power in private party that can rival the street profits stop pushing stale breaded tag teams young bucks Okay, I Get out of here with this. Yeah, I, you're, you're I, dried chicken without flavor. That <laughs> message didn't have any flavor. That's some bad True. taste. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, if Private Party are going to be the hottest act on 2.0, oh no, um, no, they're going to be hit row. And what happened? You know, hmm. you put someone yeah. with a lot of charisma on charisma? a show. Charisma, charisma. Yeah, you give them the tag titles, perhaps. What's going to happen, guys? Mm. I'm not giving anybody in NXT 2.0 a chance anymore. They don't deserve it. No. Not the nope. people, the show. Also, the company. indeed. The Young Bucks are not getting pushed. And also, no. they're like the best tag team in the world. <laughs> they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ten Ruzza says uh, After having some Japanese imported beer and whiskey, I'm in full Japanese wrestling mode. Tempest, the drink of the dome next year. Love the kingdom shows and it sparked my love in wrestling again. Okada Takagi, wow. House of Torture, F off. Hashtag L I J for life. Not even L I J. It's L I J. Yeah. What the hell, yeah. man? That's stealing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how dare they? How dare Yeah, we didn't steal anyone's L-I-J. thing. Yeah. So on the NXT podcast, Tempest, if you recall, we spoke about wrestling foods Mm -hmm. and what feasts we could make with 
things that are wrestling terms that also have food in them. And we asked people for some emails. And boy howdy, did we get some emails. Uh, we've got a great one here from Nick Smith that I can't believe we missed this one. Sliced bread. And that's oh, just, that's just a right thing. There. That's just sliced bread, right? Oh. oh, thank you, Nick. I can't believe we missed that one. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of them from Misha. Um, firstly, chicken wing, which I'm pretty sure we mentioned, right? We, I feel I like think we that mentioned chicken basically wing. kicked off the whole that conversation. That kicked off the conversation, yeah. Uh, T bone suplex. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good Close, one. Yeah. yeah. T bone. Yeah. Um, there's. I can't believe, can't believe we didn't get this one. A flapjack. Yeah. That's just, that's yeah. just a food. Straight that up. It's just a food. It's just, it's just a food. Um, there's some great one says that octopus hold. Uh-huh. Or some calamari, you know? Yeah. That's I like all calamari. Right, yeah. I think yeah. that's squid, but yeah. Uh, there's some other ones. So there's just like names of wrestlers. So like Curry Man, which is just like, <laughs> mm. you know, cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Cheeseburger. Have him in there as well. There's yeah. also Bubblegum, who's the, uh, in, candy floss. in the UK, yeah, candy floss, exactly. Uh, then there's other ones. Um, calf crusher, <laughs> which is a bit sinister. <laughs> you just take you some cows, I <laughs> just want to eat calf. <laughs> no, uh, it's not the veal crusher. No, that's true. Just taking um, a baby cow and just sinking mm-hmm. your teeth into it. Yep, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, followed by. Cattle mutilation. <laughs> Listen, if I if I asked for like different foods and someone just mm-hmm. said cow, I'd be like, uh, mm. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know yeah. about that. Cow um, is not a food. Beef no. or steak or whatever is the food. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's also stretch plum, apparently, and it says shout out to Tai Chi. I don't know if that's the thing. I don't know if that's what Tai Chi does. <laughs> Shout out to Tai Chi. I really hated that guy once. <laughs> I he's, thought he's you still right. did. No, he's all right. Yeah, all right. He's um, all right. I seem to remember you giving a, a very passionate speech about how everything gets worse with Tai Chi in it. Yeah, but then he got better. And I was like, because <laughs> I remember I like one of the first conversations I ever had with my former like real life tag team partner. Mm. Uh, we were talking about New Japan and we were getting to know each other and everything. And he was just like, oh man, like every wrestler in New Japan is just so awesome. And I was just like, not Tai Chi. Tai Chi sucks. <laughs> and then it was like, maybe a year later, it was like after that year's G1, I was like, I kind of like Tai Chi now. What the uh... is happening? And he, he was like, what? How is this possible? And sure enough, like, I don't know, he, just, he, start, he started trying. And as soon mm-hmm. as he started doing that, like, the matches were really good, and I was like, "Oh, this kind of kills my gimmick of hating Tai Chi." I, but oh well. I, I don't know if you're allowed to change your mind tempers because you're uh, at so, he, you're a YouTube influencer and reviewer. You you can't yeah. change your mind about anything. That's just you're the rule. Never allowed to change your mind about anything. That yeah. is the rule. Yeah. Um. Also, another one from Misha here that says, uh, "Fisherman suplex." Put seafood on the table. I feel like that's a profession rather than a food. <laughs> that's no, okay. you have to eat the fisherman. The fisherman <laughs> is the food. Uh, there's also one. Uh, they mentioned that Chocobo Sage in the YouTube comments when we were first talking about it uh, had uh, one sliced bread, which we mentioned. Two, mm. 
Gin and Juice. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I like yeah, that. It's not bad. Yeah. I've got the best one, though. You ready for this? What's this is that? also apparently from uh, Choco Sage. The best food? Cheeky Nando's. Oh, of course. It's just actual the cheeky food. Nando's kick. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of it course. The Cheeky food. Nando's. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the email, Misha. Uh, and just trying to see if there's one more. There's one more from Brett that said uh, blah, 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 blah. the awful waffle, which is apparently Chuck Taylor's finisher. Yeah, that's true. I'll take it. I don't know if I want an awful one. No, I would prefer a good, a good waffle, waffle. Would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, if we're fancying a bit of tiger, we could have a tiger driver or a tiger suplex to go with the fresh camel meat in the camel clutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think eating tiger would be frowned upon just Maybe. about everywhere. Yeah. You know, I'm so. sure that you can do it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like you would be looked down upon. Like, yeah. oh, look at this. Look at this asshole. Yeah. Eating an endangered tiger. <laughs> Who says it's endangered? It's fine. We're just. Are they? I feel like most that. tigers are know. endangered. Uh, probably, yeah. Um, I don't know. On that, it's been a while. on that same, on that same front of suplexes, can you eat butterfly? I mean, you can eat you can eat crickets and stuff. So mm. I would imagine I have Deep eaten fried crickets. Butterfly? I have eaten crickets. I was in a, yeah. a sociology of food class in university, and they passed. They passed. I thought it was just going to be like a, an easy course, and I needed it to graduate. And they just like passed out a little package of like you know, of crickets. They're just like dried crickets that you can sell at like a, a you know, food store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I took a few. They were, they were fine. Kind of dry, yeah. but I, would, I wouldn't have it again. But they were just like, yeah, you can like put these in your protein shake. And it's like, you know, you're not going to taste them, but more protein. I was like, yeah, all right. More protein in the protein shake. That's what you need. Yeah. Proteinception. Protein yeah, on protein exactly. on protein. Yeah. That always works. And there's definitely no limit to how much protein you can have. More protein yeah. is always just better. That's what I hear. Yeah. Anyway, um, on that note, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Normal schedule. We're going to have all the all the shows back to normal. Like Luke and Ollie will be doing the Raw. Me and Tempest back for NXT. Luke and Ollie for AEW. Got the Team Danuke show on Friday. Me and Tempest back on Saturday. Everybody's happy apart from us. But that's okay. <laughs> you know, that's fine. I don't we care. get to talk about Rampage for half a show. It's fine. We get to talk about Rampage. That's something. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Stay safe out there. We love you very much. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 